This podcast is brought to you by FanshareSports.com, a website that compiles and curates the weekly recommendations of daily fantasy industry experts for you to gauge which players will be the most popular and which players are going overlooked. Head on over to FanshareSports.com and check it out. Welcome in everybody to the Week 12 Main Slate Ride in NFL DFS Podcast. I'm Pat James. Coming off a Thanksgiving slate that was kind of like kissing your sister. Um, If you read my article on 4 for 4, I said that I thought Amari would be a core play of mine. Uh, He was... He ended up not being a core play. I had him in like 20 to 25% of lineups. So those lineups helped me salvage the day and not get absolutely smashed. Um, had a lot of the Saints. Had a lot of Kamara. Had a lot of Mike Thomas. Obviously that didn't go well, but Amari kind of saved the day and um, just lost a little bit. Almost, almost actually got back to even. So it was kind of like 10 hours of entertainment for nothing. No cost. Uh, for week 11, uh, a review of that lineup, I ended up getting on Cortland Sutton and Seth Roberts at wide receiver at basically mint price and then 4.4K, I think Cortland Sutton was. Um, and what happened was when Lamar Jackson ended up being named the starter and Josina Anderson was saying she was texting Ravens players and they were saying it's the Lamar show, Robert Griffin's not going to get in the game. Like She basically said that right on Sunday NFL Countdown. That kind of sold me on it, and what that did was that allowed me to get up to Mike Thomas, but I had to move off of, I had a mid-range wide receiver grouping of Amari Cooper, Corey Davis, um, and I think Larry Fitzgerald, but I completely rearranged that and went up to Mike Thomas and down to Cortland Sutton and Seth Roberts. The thing was, there was a lot of bad chalk this week, uh, or last week, I should say. Deion Lewis, Corey Davis, Amari Cooper, Zach Ertz, etc. There was just a lot of guys that just didn't hit, so you didn't need a huge score. I was dead to rights with one quarter left in the four o'clock games, not cashing any double ups, winning only like 40% of my head to heads. Um, But then Zach Ertz caught a couple passes in the fourth quarter. The Saints defense got a sack and a turnover. And then Cortland Sutton and Seth Roberts went from, like, basically goose eggs to 10 and 8 points, respectively, in the second half. So that 30 to 35 points in the last hour from, like, 6.30 to 7.30 put me from in, in dire straits to pretty much cashing every head-to-head, or excuse me, every uh, 50-50 and double-up, and then I ended up winning around 80% of my head-to-heads. So, great week. Um, and It's a week that I'm not going to beat my chest on, though. So I moved to 8-3, and three, cash game, um, profit, record, but it could have went completely sour. Uh, lineup was not good. just so happened that some chalky plays didn't hit, and the cash line wasn't very high. Cortland Sutton caught a couple of long balls. You know, Saints D get a turn, gets a turnover, and it ends up being a pretty profitable day. But, um, you know, one move 
one way or the other, Cortland Sutton doesn't catch a pass or Ertz throws a touchdown, or I'm sorry, Wentz throws a touchdown instead of the Saints getting that turnover, and it could be a, a disaster. So I'm not going to beat my chest on this week. feel fortunate. wasn't a week where I actually was on all the right plays, etc., but just one of those weeks where you luck out, luck box city. All right, on to week 12. At quarterback, I think it's Andrew Luck time. Um, six straight games with three or more passing touchdowns. The Dolphins are not good on defense, um, despite what the little little number says next to their name uh, on DraftKings or on any site. They, they play a little bit slower than normal, so that kind of uh, allows them to not get smashed. Uh, as easily as a team that would play fast but luck this week is is in for another nice game I think we can pay up for him I also think Jameis Winston's in play I don't think that he's in danger of getting benched unless he throws like five interceptions Um, they just can't keep this carousel up I think it's probably going to be the Jameis show for uh, potentially the rest of the season he's playing the 49ers defense that can be had they're in Tampa. They they only throw the ball. Like Peyton Barber at 100 yards last week, but that is a an aberration. He's not going to do that this week. So I definitely think Jameis is in play if you can't get up to luck. If you're paying down, you want to find someone who's who's very cheap. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield deserves a look. He's on the road. He's a rookie. Not great. Not great spots for for uh, our cash game quarterback. But he is playing the Bengals, who have just been absolutely gashed um, by opposing offenses. So I think he could have a big day. Quarterback's rough this week. Um, a lot of uncertainty aside from outside of Andrew Luck, to be honest. I think he's definitely going to be uh, my cash game quarterback. By the way, I almost just got sideswiped by a 90-year-old woman that was pulling out of a grocery store. I have ice water in my veins, though, so you couldn't even tell. Just swerved right around her. All right, back to the Week 12 slate, running back. Um, Another pay-up week at running back, obviously. I really like Melvin Gordon. Uh, The Cardinals are a run funnel. They have a pretty good pass defense. They get gashed on the ground. Melvin Gordon's getting all the looks. He is Phillip Rivers' favorite red zone target. Just dump off City once they get inside the 10-yard line. He and Saquon Barkley, I'm going to try and jam in. Uh, Barkley's just at this point, he's such a game script independent running back. He gets so many receptions when they are trailing. He gets so many carries when they are leading. Uh, last week, we saw the touchdown variance swing his way. Uh, he was our favorite, my favorite play last week, favorite play, top play on four for four. So that was huge for us in cash games to have him. Uh, kind of mitigated some of the bad chalk. So having Barkley and Gordon in our lineups this week is going to be pretty difficult, uh, especially if we want luck. Like from there, from luck, Gordon, Barkley, that's pretty much half of our allotted salary on DraftKings. But I think it's doable. There are some cheaper plays that we'll talk about uh, in a second. I think you could go David Johnson. Uh, he's still priced in that low 7K range, and he's going to get the usage. He's, I think the Chargers are going to have 
a substantial lead in the second half, so he should be uh, in line for an uptick in targets as well. Uh, but I'm really going to try to get both Gordon and Barkley in. If not, if that's absolutely undoable, I don't like the way it looks come Sunday, I'll probably drop down to David Johnson as I think he has uh, a pretty high floor uh, and a really high ceiling for his price. The middle of the running back tier is an absolute wasteland. Uh, Nick Chubb at 6,300 I think might garner a lot of attention, but it's really hard for me to play uh, a running back that just doesn't see any targets. He has He's averaged two targets, I think, less than two targets all year, and even when he's been the starter, he barely gets the ball thrown to him. That's the Duke Johnson role. So what happens is if somehow the Bengals, which is not, I mean, A.J. Green's back, the Browns defense is not uh, going to shut down the Bengals' offense. At least I don't think so. So if we get into a game script where the Bengals have uh, a lead in the second half, we might see a lot more Duke Johnson. Can Nick Chubb break a, a long run or two and end up with 150 yards and two touchdowns? Sure. Um, but in cash games, I always like to play the game script independent running backs that are, are going to be on the field no matter what, and he is not that type of running back. Some running backs that I am interested in, and now these guys are not game script independent running backs, right? These guys I'm going to mention right now. However, when you're paying four, three or four K for a running back, they don't need to be game script independent running backs. Chubb at 6,300, I want someone who's going to be on the field at all times. Um, there are a few cheap running backs though. Jalen Richard, obviously. Doug Martin's banged up. He should play. But I think the Raiders are going to be in a world of hurt against the Ravens trailing. So I think we see the usual six, seven, eight catches from Jalen Richard uh, as, you know, Derek Carr just turns into check down Charlie. I think he's definitely viable. Same thing for Elijah McGuire. He's had a bunch of catches the last two weeks. And against a Patriots team that should uh, put them in a negative game script, should put the Jets in a negative game script, we could see Elijah McGuire catch a ton of passes. He's only 3,600. And then Josh Adams is, I mean, he had six targets last week. It looked like they were trying to make him just the every down running back. He had six targets. He, he only did play about 55% of the snaps, I believe. But he had he had those six targets, which turned into three catches. And he also had uh, he also approached 10 carries, had 50 yards and a touchdown. So I think that he's worth consideration. Maybe he's more of a tournament play, um, but he's very cheap, uh, 3,800. So you don't need much from him. A couple catches, he, he luck boxes into a touchdown, and and you're golden. So I'm either real, I'm either paying all the way up at running back or all the way down. That's just how it is. Um, at wide receiver, obviously, you know my style. I'm not huge into paying up for wide receiver. I did last week with Michael Thomas. I did one time earlier in the year with Julio Jones, I believe. Uh, but mostly I'm going to go for those running backs. Their touches are less volatile, right? You don't have to complete a 30-yard catch downfield for them to get fantasy points. They're just The ball's being handed off to them or checked down <clears throat> um, at a five-yard depth of target. So their, their touches just aren't as volatile, and they turn into more fantasy points per touch. So I like paying up a running back. That said, if you're going to pay up a wide receiver, I think it's obvious that Odell Beckham is in a smash spot this week. I actually love him 
in tournaments. I'll probably be overweight on him in tournaments, seeing that uh, I won't have him in cash. But the Eagles sec- secretary, they're, they're one injury away from pulling ushers out of the stands to play safety. It's just, it's bad. Um, there's, I think, six or seven players of theirs on the injury report. Jalen Mills, Avani Maddox, Sidney Jones. You just name a, a defensive back that has played in the Eagles defensive backfield this year and he's out this week and he was out last week that's why the Saints torched them um so yeah Odell Beckham not not a terrible play then I'm gonna drop all the way down to Manny Sanders he's at 5,500 he's only around 10 fantasy points on average the last three weeks but we saw earlier in the year what he could do he is one catch away from smashing value at 5,500 I really like him against the Steelers at home then we drop down into that 4K range, and I think that's where we're going to have to take most of our receivers from. I think my favorite wide receiver play on the board this week is Danny Amendola. Uh, he has seen a ton of targets in this offense. He's gone for more than 13 fantasy points in three or four of his last four or five games, uh, something of that nature. He's just killing it. He did pop up with a hamstring but uh, on the injury report, but I think he's going to be fine. I think the Colts are going to boat race the, the Dolphins, so... He should have a a ton of targets in the second half just being peppered. I bet you he approaches double-digit targets for 4,600. He is going to be my pretty much my favorite um, wide receiver play. Then I think Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk are in play for the same reason. They should see an uptick in targets in the second half in the negative game script for sure. Uh, And then the Raiders are just depleted at wide receiver. Jordy Nelson's questionable. If he doesn't go, Seth Roberts is literally the only player that's going to step on the field that's ever caught a pass, I think, in the NFL. Even if he does go, I I like Seth Roberts. He's near minimum 3,200 on DraftKings. He makes a lot of things fit, makes a lot of things work. And I made um, the comparison last week of don't think of it as, you know, Seth Roberts... Uh, is this terrible receiver. If you're going to pay up a tight end, which I'm going to try to do this week, I look at, like last week, I looked at Zach Ertz as my wide receiver one, really, and Seth Roberts as my tight end. So getting nine points from Seth Roberts last week really wasn't that terrible. Getting two points from Zach Ertz was abysmal, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen two weeks in a row. Uh, But Seth Roberts definitely makes a lot of things work uh, salary-wise. Wide receiver's pretty thin this week, though. Those guys that I mentioned are, are going to be um, the ones that I, I take a look at. I think he can go back to Cortland Sutton, but he is a, his, his targets are volatile. They're, they're more so downfield. He has like an average depth of target of like 13, whereas Seth Roberts is catching mostly checkdowns. Um, but yeah, Amendola, Manny Sanders, Seth Roberts, uh, the Cardinals receivers are, are definitely in play as well. Um, I don't think I'm going to pair anybody up with Andrew Luck this week. I think Jack Doyle is in play. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton's in play. But in cash games, the Luck and Hilton stack is kind of volatile just because some some weeks Hilton goes for four for 30, and then you're kind of stuck with that pairing. So I think I'll just get all my Colts passing touchdowns from Andrew Luck. And if, if Hilton goes off, then we at least have all the Luck points. 
uh, at tight end. Uh, I'm going to try to get up to George Kittle. I don't know if it's going to happen. I wouldn't fault you for getting for going even further up to Zach Ertz. Again, I think there's no way that he goes two for 20 again this week or two for 15, whatever he did. But George Kittle gets the matchup with the Bucks. They're absolutely dreadful against the tight end. Um, uh, and he's Nick Mullins' safety blanket. He has 14 targets in the last two games. And he's caught 13 of them, so they are um, catchable passes. If you're if you're going to go below that, I, like I said, I, I do like uh, Jack Doyle and potentially even Chris Herndon this week. But um, I think it's a pay up a tight end week again and try to get those cheap wide receivers in. That is going to do it. I will not forget the core four this week. I forgot the core four last week. Uh, was reminded on Twitter of that. I apologize. Uh, core four this week is going to be Danny Amendola, Andrew Luck, Saquon Barkley, and Melvin Gordon. Those are the four guys I'm going to try to jam into my lineup, uh, my cash game lineup. I would have given you George Kittle as a fifth, but I just think that that might be just way too much uh, salary, too many studs there. Um, so I threw Danny Amendola in there just to give you salary relief. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to go back. I don't, I'm not 100% sure yet. I haven't made my cash game build, but I'm probably going to go back to the Seth Roberts well, which may turn out to be a mistake. Um, you know, if he didn't catch those two 20-yard passes at the end of the game and go from three points to nine points, I probably would uh, be swearing him off for the rest of time. But that's fantasy. The garbage time points still count, and I think there's going to be a lot of that for the Raiders this week again. Good luck in your Week 12 contests. I hope everybody's guts are busting from all the pie and turkey and stuffing uh, and non-green bean casserole dishes that you ate yesterday. Good luck in Week 12. I'll talk to you in Week 13.